0: Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern Tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Frankie, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives.
1: Well, wherever you are around Australia, we are super glad that you have joined us today. We have myself, Luke, and Frankie and Tyler here in the studio today. So Tyler, how have you been, mate?
0: yeah, I have been good. Yeah. I'm feeling really excited about this one today.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good topic, good show. Um, yeah, I'm glad you guys could come into the studio today. So, how's school been? How's life?
0: Well, um, school's a bit boring, as boring. usual.
1: Uh, not a big fan of school, huh? No. No. So, you plan on going all the way to year 12, or are you going to drop out of year 10 and get a job?
0: Yeah, I want to drop out at year 10, but I don't think my parents want me to.
1: Oh, okay, so you're going to go through and do year 12 and then get a job after that.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm not quite there yet, so, so wait and see. got a couple see.
1: more years. So what grade are you in now? Eight. Eight. Okay, it's got a couple more years. Have you got an idea of where you want to go in life, like job-wise?
0: Yeah, I want to be an electrician, just like Dad. Just
1: like Dad. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> you remember, um, I think last time you were in the studio, your dad was helping me um, with some stuff out in the backyard, and we, we commented on this show and I mentioned him as your old man. And I was like, oh, your old man was helping me. And the week after that particular episode uh, aired, I remember sitting in your living room with as we were doing the Bible study. And your dad storms into the room and he's like, old man? Old man, really? And I was like so confused. Cause I had no idea what he was talking about. And then we worked out that it was what we said on the show. So, uh, Wade, if you're listening to this one, I'm sorry that... Um, I called you an old man because you're not that much older than me, so I don't want to be old.
0: Yeah, I definitely remember that. While we were listening to it, he commented to me about that.
1: Oh, did he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It would have been funny. But um, no, that's kind of cool that you want to be an electrician like your your dad. So, Frankie, do you want to be an electrician like your dad?
0: No, not really.
1: Have you had any ideas of what you want to do when you finish school? No, not really. Not really. Uh, How's how's your week been anyways? Pretty good. Pretty good? Now, you're still homeschooling, aren't you? Yes. And you're still enjoying it? Yep. Yep. So have you thought about sort of going to school with um, your cousins or are you just happy doing things at home?
0: i thought about it a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you want to come to school with us? A little bit.
1: A little bit? You like the freedom of it being at home. Yeah. Yeah. I know I have sort of felt a little bit like that when um, I was because college is a lot like that where you sort of go to school for your your classes but then you can go either to the library and you go home and study and stuff like that. so you had that little bit extra freedom and then the different jobs that I've had like um, I'm a carpenter by trade working in that sort of industry you you've got your time slots at your work you know you're at work by seven you can finish around that three thirty four o'clock but now as a pastor. I can um, create my own hours. You know, if I need to work for a couple hours in the morning and have sort of a bit of a break during the middle of the day and then work at night or something like that. So it's very fluid and I'm guessing homeschooling would be a lot like that where you can get up early in the morning and smash out all your work and then you've got the rest of the day to do what you want, yeah? Yeah. So do you do that or do you draw out your schoolwork for the day?
0: I normally do it all quickly.
1: Quickly and get it all done? Yeah. And then what are some of the things you do after that?
0: I like to build things with Lego.
1: Yeah, you do. I know coming over for Bible studies during the week, you're always showing me something new that you've built or done. I reckon that's pretty cool. you got some really good skills in that area.
0: Well, Luke, how has your week been?
1: My week's been good, just been sort of getting back into work. I went on holidays for a week. Uh, I went to Fiji with Tammy, Cassie and Seth. And um, we went there for Cassie's 18th birthday, so that was a lot of fun. Sounds like it. It was, and uh, we went skydiving. Cassie wanted to go skydiving for her 18th, so uh, we went there, and we jumped from 15,000 feet, so it was about a minute freefall. So that was pretty cool. That was my third skydive, Um, so it is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Um, but we went snorkeling over there and, no joke, we were in about probably a metre and a half of water. I could stand, right, and the amount of fish that was there from all sorts of things. I'm pretty sure I saw the whole cast of Nemo, <laughs> right, because there was just fish everywhere and, um, yeah, it was just a really nice experience. They just out snorkeling out on the boat. Um, the only worst part about that was I got really badly sunburnt so my back just stung.
0: Um, oh, At least you had fun. So
1: I did have fun, and it was really good. We really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, went to the mud baths to cover ourselves in mud and then like, washed it all off. That was pretty cool. All right, guys, so today we have a very important study, probably one of the most important studies that we'll do in this whole series, and it's entitled Buried Underwater. So it's basically about baptism. Now, the three of us here at the table have been baptized, and so we'd like to share our experiences of our own personal baptism. Now, I got baptized back in 1999. I was about 13, 14 years old. And I remember as a young person wanting to give my heart to Jesus and get baptized. And I had people keep telling me, oh, you're too young, you're too young, you're too too young. And I was like, how am I supposed to be too young to follow Jesus? I know what I want. I know who he is, and I want to follow him for the rest of my life. And um, eventually, I did find uh, a pastor to be able to give me Bible studies. And I remember doing uh, Bible studies with Pastor Steve Goods and uh, my friend Brenton. And yeah, we went through our baptismal studies together. And I remember the I remember the day of my baptism. It was a really hot day, and the font was really hot too. So I was just like not nice in the way of, you got out of the water and you were like, you didn't know if you were wet or sweating, it was that bad. But the whole day uh, I remember went really well. Like it was this time when I already made that decision for for Jesus, right? I was already a disciple of Jesus. I was following him and so baptism became that public expression of what's already happened on the inside. And um, yeah, today has been the best decision that I've ever made. Um, giving my life to Jesus and getting baptized and following the steps of Jesus. And So guys, I want to let you guys express the day of your baptism, the, the way it went, how you felt about it, why you did it. Um, yeah, Tyler, would you like to go first?
0: Well, yeah, I actually got baptized with Frankie. Yep. And we had just come back from Camperie, mm-hmm. and I still had a rash from the dirty mud yep. and water. And uh, the water was super refreshing, but I was really stressed with if I said something wrong or yeah, and went i because I also played the flute as a special item,
1: mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, want to did. remember that,
0: yeah, I didn't want to mess anything up in that,
1: yeah, I don't think you did. I think you did a really good job so so what was the reasoning behind it? why did you want to get baptized?
0: Well, I've wanted to be baptized since I saw my friend at my old church do it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then since then I just thought like you give your life to Jesus and stuff. And then since we've come here, got Bible studies from you, Luke. Yep. Um, it's really changed my opinion on baptism.
1: Yep. So what what's changed? So what did you think it was before? To what did you think it is now?
0: I thought you like when you got baptized, you just became an official member of the church. Yep. And stuff. But now I know like when you get baptized, you give your life to Jesus.
1: That's awesome. I'm glad that you know you can see those ideas of baptism. And through our study today, hopefully we're going to unpack some more truths from the Bible to see what baptism is really about. So Frankie, how about you let us know a little bit about uh, the day you were baptized and why you wanted to do it?
0: So as Tyler said, I was baptized on the same day as him. Mm-hmm. And it was a coolish day, so the warm water was nice when we were in there.
1: Yeah, it was, wasn't it?
0: And I was baptized with, I was one of seven, and mm-hmm. Tyler was as well. So yep. I was the fourth one, I think. Okay. And I almost missed Tyler's because he was next and I was getting changed.
1: Oh, okay, yep.
0: So I had to rush in without brushing my hair and stuff. Oh,
1: okay. But you made it in time for it? Yep. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, we did. We had seven baptisms that day. It was a. Uh, it was a high Sabbath. It was really cool to see and a privilege for me to be able to baptize you all. But Frankie, how about you share with our listeners, what was the reason why you chose to be baptized?
0: Because I love Jesus and I wanted to give my heart to him and show everyone.
1: And show everyone. That's awesome. That's a good answer. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, And I hope you guys listening sort of learn a little bit about why it can be so important for you as an individual to make the decision to get baptized. So stick around to be able to see what the Bible says about baptism.
0: If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP20 with no spaces to o four triple eight eight zero eight three one for the PDF of today's study guide. Today we are on study guide 20 called Buried Underwater. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Voice of Lee with No Longer Slaves.
2: You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemy. i oh.
0: Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now and some of them will be fulfilled in the new future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We are about to start our study so if you would like to follow along with us then text SOP20 with no spaces to 04-888-808-31. That is 04-888-808-31. Our study is buried underwater.
1: Okay, guys, before we open our Bibles and our study guides, let's just open our um, Bible study with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, as we study together now, I just pray that you fill our hearts and minds with your Holy Spirit, that you speak through us, you speak through your word, and we just pray a special blessing over the listeners today as they hear the truth of what your word says about baptism. And I just want to pray that you be with each and every one of us right now. Teach us something about baptism from your word today, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Just outside the ancient city of Pompeii, a life-size fresco has been discovered on the walls of the Villa de Mystery, or the Villa of Mysteries. This painting depicts an initation ceremony of a young girl into the mysteries of the religion of the Dionysus, the wine god from Greek mythology. Among other things, a female attendant is seen pouring holy water into a basin to be used by the priestess in the ceremony. The secret initation rites appear to include pouring or sprinkling drops of water onto the woman as a symbol of entry into the mystery religion.
0: The practice of using holy water to cleanse the soul can be traced back to the ancient mysteries of Babylon. Newborn infants were baptised, entitling them to become a part of this mystery religion. Entry into the mysteries of Mithra, Issa and a variety of other pagan religions all used the symbolism of water. A common form of baptism was to sprinkle water, which had been blessed by a pagan priest or priestess, onto the head of a young baby. The Bible says that Jesus Christ was baptised by water in the River Jordan. When Jesus was about 30 years of age, he went to his cousin John the Baptist and asked him to baptise him in the river. Following the baptism, the onlookers heard a voice from God in heaven saying how pleased he was with Jesus and what he had done through his baptism.
1: Was Jesus simply following the customs of the ancient pagan religions, or was his baptism different? Was the baptism of Jesus a fulfilment of prophecy? Is water baptism still relevant today? If so, how important is it?
0: Why is it that different churches seem to baptise in different ways? And does it really matter? In today's study, you will discover the rich meaning behind the symbol of biblical baptism.
1: Our first question in our study today says, how important is baptism? Well, we find this answer in Mark chapter 16 and verse 16. And the Bible says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. According to Jesus, all Christians need to be baptized. It is essential to believe in Jesus, but it is also essential that you publicly demonstrate your belief through baptism.
0: Jesus clearly says that the practice of baptism, which is mentioned nearly 100 times in the Bible, is a prerequisite for the entry to heaven. That's John 3, 5. In the case of someone who is unable to get baptised, such as the thief on the cross, Luke twenty three forty two and 43, the baptism of Jesus is substituted in the place of that person. Jesus does not expect us to do something that is physically impossible. However, that situation is very much the expectation. It is not an excuse for those who want to avoid the beautiful experience of biblical baptism. Question number two is, what was one of the last instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples? Matthew twenty-eight nineteen says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The last words of someone are often significant. Here we find Jesus sharing his vision for the new Christian church.
1: The leaders of this church were commissioned to share the gospel all over the world, encouraging people to accept Jesus and be baptized. Any church which does not teach or practice baptism is not following the instructions of Jesus. Notice how they need to be baptized in the name of the entire Godhead, Father, Son and Holy Spirit.
0: All three have power in their name as God, and all three play a vital role in our spiritual experience. Among other things, the Father cares for us, the Son saves us, and the Holy Spirit empowers us. We are now at question three, and the title is How many methods of baptism are recommended in the Bible? The verse is Ephesians 4, verse 5, saying, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Just about every religion on the planet has a unique method of baptism. Some religions baptise in blood, others use oil or even salt. In the Christian faith, up to 15 different approaches to baptism are used, depending on the culture or tradition.
1: The Bible indicates that the method of baptism is really important and there is only one true baptism. The word baptism literally means to immerse or to submerge. It comes from the Greek word baptizo. Therefore, another word for baptism would simply be immersion. The Bible never uses the word sprinkle or pour as an appropriate method of baptism. The
0: one true baptism of the Bible is baptism in water by full immersion.
1: Question 4 says, How was Jesus baptised? Well, we find this in Mark chapter 1 and verse 9 and 10. And the Bible says, It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately, coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. Jesus went in the Jordan and then came up from the water. John the Baptist specifically chose to baptize people at a deep part of the river because there was much water there. That's John chapter 3, verse 23. Jesus was baptized in water by full immersion.
0: It is also important to note that Jesus was not baptized as a baby. Jesus chose to get baptized at the age of 30 when he could make a decision for himself. And just before he began his public ministry, when Jesus was baptized, God the Father said that He was well pleased with what Jesus had done, and that is Mark one verse eleven. As Christians, we are asked to follow the example of Jesus, and as a believing adult, be fully immersed in baptism to fulfill all righteousness. Matthew three fifteen. The baptism of Jesus was a direct fulfillment of prophecy, as says in Daniel nine twenty five. It was at this point that Jesus left his trade as a carpenter and entered his ministry as the Messiah. See S.O.P. 8, The Mystery Man of Prophecy. Clearly the baptism of Jesus was a very important event. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text S.O.P. 20 with no spaces to 80831 for the PDF of today's study guide. Today we are on Study Guide 20 buried underwater. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Carly Fletcher with A New Creation. I want to testify And explorers. Today we are going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now and some of them will be fulfilled in the near future They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says then these studies are for you If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to thefaithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 20 and at question 5.
1: Question 5 says, How did Philip baptise the man from Ethiopia? We find this answer in Acts chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. And the Bible says, So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. It is clear from this passage the Apostle did not change the method of baptism.
0: Here we find Philip and the Ethiopian man going down into the water and then coming back up out of the water. They didn't perform the baptism on the riverbank or in the chariot with a cup of water. They both went right into the water to ensure the baptism was conducted by full immersion, according to the example of Jesus. Question number six says, What does the symbol of water represent? Acts 22.16 says, And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. The symbol of water is used to represent cleansing through washing. It symbolizes purity and a fresh start. All of us have done things in our life we are ashamed of. Sometimes we still feel the heavy shadow of guilt from our past. If you would like to have your sins, hurts and discouragement washed away and have a fresh start in life, then why not consider being baptised?
1: Baptism symbolises a turning point in your life, a washing away of the old life inside and out and beginning a new life in Jesus Christ. There is no power in the water itself to wash away our sins. It is purely symbolic of what God does in our life.
0: Because baptism symbolizes the washing away of sins. Sprinkling or even pouring water does not suffice. You can't sprinkle away your sins. They need to be washed away. Only baptism where the whole body is immersed truly represents the washing away of sins. Question 7 is, What does the practice of baptism itself symbolize? Romans 6 3 6 says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection." knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Just as Jesus died, was buried and then resurrected, so the new Christian dies to the old life of sin, is buried beneath the water in baptism and then rises to live a new life, a life empowered by the Holy Spirit, the symbolism of, is that the heart of the meaning and importance of baptism. The person who is baptised firstly chooses to lay down their life of sin. Secondly, there is a brief moment where the eyes close and breathing stops and that person is fully placed under the water. This is followed by a lifting up out of the water to live a totally new life as symbolised by the resurrection of Jesus.
1: The death of your old life. The Christian life is not just a matter of being a better person. It is a death to the old life. The Apostle Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. It is no use wanting to be baptized if you are not prepared to allow your old life to pass away. You would simply come out of the water a wet sinner instead of a new Christian. You would be buried alive and simply go back to living your old life. Sprinkling or pouring some holy water could never symbolise the death of the old life. You don't just want the old life sprinkled, you need it drowned.
0: Burial of your old life The Bible says we are buried with him in baptism, Colossians 2.12. No one is truly baptised until they have been submerged or buried in water. Once again, no amount of sprinkling could ever bury you. We need to be baptized fully by immersion. Your new life in Jesus. Once your old life is dead and buried, you are raised out of the water a new person. In fact, baptism symbolizes your decision to be married to Jesus. Whereas you were married to the old man, now you are married to Jesus Christ. Baptism is as important to the Christian life as a wedding is to a marriage. That is another reason why only people that can make their own decisions should be baptized. Baptism is a public statement that you choose to live a new life in an intimate relationship with Jesus. Any thought of a baby being married is totally inappropriate. So baptism is a conscious choice of love.
1: Question 8 in our study says, Whose name do people take when they are baptized? We find this in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27. And the Bible says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. When we are baptized, we are firstly baptized into Jesus.
0: This means that we have accepted him as our best friend and personal saviour. Secondly, we also put on Christ. Just as a woman usually takes the name of her husband, so we take on the name of Christ. We are known as Christians. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP20 with no spaces to 048888831 for the PDF of today's study guide. Today we are on study guide 20, Buried Underwater. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today and it fits perfectly with our study. So stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Keith and Kristen Getty with The Power of the Cross. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are studying about baptism. We have learnt from the Bible that baptism is important in our journey with Jesus, and that there is only one biblical method of baptism, and that's by immersion. The examples of baptism by immersion was seen with the baptism of Jesus and the man from Ethiopia. We have also learnt that the meaning of baptism is that when we are going under the water, it symbolises the death of our old life and when we are coming up out of the water, we enter a new life in Jesus. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 20 and at question
1: 9. Okay, question 9 in our study. Does it really matter which form of baptism is used? Well, let's read Galatians 1 verse 8 to find out. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. The reason why it matters how and when we are baptised revolves around the symbolic meaning of baptism. Everything about baptism is symbolic. If we get one aspect wrong, then the whole practice of baptism is made meaningless. Parents may be very sincere when they baptise their children. However, the practice has no bearing on the salvation of the child. According
0: to the Bible... Belief, repentance, confession and being taught the scriptures all precede baptism. This is why you will never find one instance of a baby baptism in the Bible. The Bible teaches one form of baptism. It is vital that we follow the example of Jesus and adhere to the clear teaching of God's word. Question 10 says, On what basis do we find other forms of baptism entering the church? Mark seven eight says, For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold the tradition of men, the washing of pitches and cups, and many such other things you do. Baptism of adults by full immersion was the baptism practiced by the church for hundreds of years after the cross. In fact, one can go to many of the ancient churches in Europe and still see the large baptismal fonts or tanks that were clearly used for biblical baptism, Over time the whole symbolism of baptism was lost as the church incorporated pagan practices including the baptism of babies by sprinkling.
1: The church of the 4th and 5th century developed the idea that babies were born guilty of the original sin of Adam and therefore lost. All babies needed cleansing and initiation into the family of God. The practice of baptizing infants was officially sanctioned by the church at the Council of Mela in 416 AD. Over time this practice of baptism became a tradition that was enforced by the church.
0: Throughout Christian history, many people defied the church and practiced biblical baptism. These people had such a conviction to obey the teachings of Jesus that they were prepared to die for their faith. Thousands of people were killed by the church and state authorities. Ironically, many were drowned in the rivers they had previously been baptized in. We are now at question 11, and it says, "How do you know if you are ready for baptism?" Well, when you love Jesus, and that is found in Matthew 22:36 and 37. 2 Corinthians 5:17 and John 3:3 to 5 says when you have accepted Jesus as your personal savior, and experience a new birth.
1: Yeah, you're right. And, you know, when you understand the teachings of Jesus, that's Matthew 28, 19 and 20.
0: And when you believe in all the teachings of Jesus, that is Mark sixteen, sixteen. When you have repented of past sins, that's Acts two, thirty eight.
1: When you have agreed to turn away from sin, Romans 6, 5 and 6 and Luke 3, 7 and 8.
0: Baptism is for those who have accepted Jesus and want to live a life together with him. When two people begin to love each other, they usually spend some time getting to know each other before they are married.
1: Baptism is an exciting but serious decision. Jesus wants you to get to know him and fully understand the commitment you are making.
0: We have an awesome free offer for you today, and it fits perfectly with our study. So save this number in your phone: o four triple eight eight o eight three one. That's o four triple eight eight o eight three one. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Matt and Joti Menekes with the call.
3: Sometimes I think I have to be perfect for god to use me i think i have to know it all never stumble never fall i focus on all my inadequacies instead of what christ can do through me i forget to trust and i can't quite see that god doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the call, and He'll supply your every need when you choose to give Him all. You can be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. Because God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies His call. No one too old No clay too hardened For our Father to mold He has a place designed for you That no one else can fill And He will give you what you need When you choose to do His will Cause God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the cold, and He'll supply your every need when you choose to give Him all. You can't be too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. Because God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies His call. So don't hinder God with what you say you can't do. Just be willing and ready to be used. Go where He leads with a heart that is willing. No telling what He'll do through you. God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the called And He'll supply your every need When you choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His called no, God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies, He is called.
1: Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we are studying about Baptism. We learned from the Bible that it is important to be baptized in the biblical way of immersion. We also discovered from the Bible that baptism is for those who have accepted Jesus and want to live a life together with Him. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number 20 and at question 12.
0: We are now at question 12 and it says, What must accompany the baptism of water? We will find this in John 3 verse 5 and it says, Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. The baptism of water needs to be accompanied by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. To be baptised with the Holy Spirit means to be fully immersed with the Holy Spirit. We need to ask for the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to change our life. The role of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin and to show us the righteousness of Jesus as the solution to sin, John 16.8. It is also the Holy Spirit who helps us understand the teachings of God's word, John 16.13.
1: The baptism of the Holy Spirit is demonstrated through producing the good fruits of the Spirit, Galatians five twenty two and 23, as well as receiving the gifts of the Spirit. This enables us to effectively share the good news about God's love, 1 Corinthians 12. Question 13 says, does baptism have any connection with joining a church? We have three passages of scripture we're going to look at today. Now the first one is Acts chapter 2, verse 41 and verse 47. So verse 41 says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Now them was was the church, that group of people. And as verse 47 says, Praising God, for having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved,
0: the second verse is found in Colossians one verse eighteen, and it says, "And he is the head of the body, the church. Our third verse is 1 corinthians twelve thirteen that says, "For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free." and we have all been made to drink into one spirit.
1: There are some people who wish to be baptised into Jesus, but they don't want to join a church. But the Bible is very clear.
0: When we are baptised into Jesus, we automatically become part of His body, the church. The church is God's chosen body of people to help nurture us in our spiritual life as well as work with us to spread the gospel. When we decide for baptism, we are also making a commitment to become an active member of God's church. So question number 14 says, is rebaptism ever appropriate? The verses we have are Acts 19:2 to 5, and that says, and he said to them, "Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed?" So they said to him, "We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit." And he said to them, Into what then were you baptised? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptised with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus Although baptism is ideally a once-only experience, there are instances when a rebaptism is not only appropriate, but recommended.
1: One reason for re-baptism is when substantial new truth is discovered. When Paul was preaching at Ephesus, he formed a group of people who had been baptised by John the Baptist, but who had never heard of the Holy Spirit. Paul took these people aside and taught them the wonderful truth about the work and power of the Holy Spirit. This truth had such an impact in their lives that they chose to become rebaptized. This example clearly shows that when significant new truths are learned that make a major change in a Christian's life, then rebaptism is appropriate.
0: Number two is when you have left Christ. Baptism is your marriage ceremony with Jesus. If you have left Jesus and abandoned this relationship, then it is also appropriate to get rebaptized. A fresh start in your relationship with Jesus is the result as you once again pledge your love and loyalty to him. We are now at question 15, and it says, When the Apostle Paul was tempted to put off his baptism for a later time, what advice did he receive? We will find this in Acts 22.16. And it says, and now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. One of the most effective tactics of the devil is to cause people to procrastinate, to put off making a decision. The Bible says, why are you waiting? Don't put off baptism until you think you are good enough. Don't wait until you feel clean. Don't wait for the approval of other people.
1: The Bible says to arise and be baptized. Don't delay. Make plans today for a fresh start in life through baptism.
0: We have an awesome free offer for you today, and it fits perfectly with our study. So save this number in your phone: 04 triple eight eight zero eight three one. That's 048880831. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Nathan Young with "Take Me to the Water."
4: Take me to the water To be baptized Bury me with Jesus The crucified Plunge me in the fountain And may I rise to be baptized as a testimony of a work inside. Jesus' blood has cleansed me and to Take me to the water in the fountain
1: Welcome back to Table and Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible study guides, and today we have been studying about baptism. We have discovered that after water baptism we must be baptized with the Holy Spirit, which means to be fully immersed with Him and let Him change our lives. The Holy Spirit's role is to convict us of sin and show us the righteousness of Jesus. We have also seen from the Bible that That when we are baptized into Jesus, we automatically become part of his body, the church. We have also seen that it is important not to put off baptism. So if you have been putting it off, please do not put it off any longer. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your App Store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study.
0: Now we have all got three points to remember, so make sure you listen to these. The first one is, Baptism is one of the most important aspects of being a Christian. The second one is, only baptism by full immersion of a believer is biblical and reflects the meaning behind the symbolism of baptism. And the third one is, baptism is the entry point into God's church.
1: Yeah, wow, well, those three points really do sum up our study today. You know, and I really, I really like the whole importance of the aspect of being a Christian because being a Christian means we've taken on Jesus' name, so we need to be Married to him basically and baptism is that way of committing that relationship with Jesus. Hey.
0: Yeah, and um we can only be baptized fully from immersion.
1: Yeah, there's only we found out today, didn't we, from this study that there is only one biblical way of baptism.
0: I like that baptism is the entry point into God's church because God's church has a lot of people in it that are going to help me along the way. Mm. Yeah, I like that too.
1: You know, and you guys Experience that this year when you got baptized and you have a whole church family that can support you and look after you in your spiritual journey with Jesus. And I think people don't um, quite understand that. And I think that was a very important aspect of our study that we brought out that baptism is part of joining a group of people. And a church isn't just an organization, right? The word church in the Bible is ecclesia. It's a group of people, right? The called out ones, right? Just like if I took a piece of coal out of the hot fire, what happens to that coal?
0: It cools down.
1: It cools down and goes out, right? We are all like that piece of coal. And the church is the fire, so to speak. And so when we are around people that believe the same and heading in that right direction all at one accord, then we can stay alight and on fire for Jesus. Hey, this sort of reminds me of a story. Ken was a middle-aged man with a devoted Christian family. His wife prayed for Ken each day, but it seemed as if he would never budge. In Ken's mind, there was no way he would ever become a Christian. For decades, there was little response until one day, Ken agreed to go to church with his wife. Ken was quite impressed with the information he heard, so he agreed to go back to church. Over time, Ken was convicted by the Holy Spirit to commit his life to Jesus. Ken was at church on one occasion when an appeal was made at the end of the sermon. The pastor asked for the show of hands for all those who would like to be baptized. There was no holding Ken back. Ken decided to not only put one hand up, but held up both hands. He was afraid that the pastor would miss seeing him. As Ken was sitting up in the balcony of the church, he was still concerned the pastor would not see him. So Ken stood up, still with both hands in the air. Shortly after his decision, Ken was baptised and became a vital member of God's church. How do you feel about Ken's experience? What do you think made him so definite in his decision?
0: He fulfilled the checklist from question 11.
1: Yeah, he did. And when you fulfill that checklist, like you can be certain about that decision in following Jesus. Yeah. What, what do you think, Tyler?
0: Well, it was a very good story, and I think God really spoke to him about making this decision.
1: Mm, he did. And that's all because of his wife's prayer.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> we,
1: we see the intercessory prayer here. You know, For those of us that have loved ones and friends and family members that don't know Jesus, praying for them helps. Like, it took decades for Ken to come to that decision, but all that praying brought him to that decision to be able to follow Jesus. And I love his reaction, hey, how yeah. he's like, I could just <laughs> yeah. picture him, you know, um, what church has a balcony? Have you guys been to college church down at mm, Avondale? No,
0: I don't think no. so. Aubrey Church has one, though.
1: Aubrey Church has one? Yeah. So, like, you can just imagine him up on the top balcony going, hey, like, it's me, I want to. I want to be baptized, like, yeah. I think as a pastor, I think that'd be pretty cool to see someone actually yeah. standing up and going, yes, I want to want to be baptized, to be able to have that conviction in them to go, you know what, I am following Jesus 100%. So we're thinking of that, boys. Why do you think Jesus sees baptism as such an important issue?
0: Well, I think he sees it as an important issue because, like, it's our entry to heaven and mm. I he wants us all to go to heaven.
1: Yeah. In the way of the entrance to heaven is in that relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I look at that and think, you know, yes, it's all that, but it's also that marriage with Jesus, right, that relationship with Jesus. And I think that's why it's important because he says, if you're going to be in a relationship with me, you need to be baptized. Yeah, yeah. Just like now we look at marriage as going, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship, a committed long-term relationship, people say that you should get married, right? That's a commitment. Um, and we're committing to Jesus. That's why I think he thinks it's so important.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with both of you. It's an important decision because it's me committing my life
1: to God. Yeah, it is, definitely. So boys, what should you do if you feel you are not good enough at baptism? When will you feel good enough?
0: Well, I can answer the second part to that question. Well, it says, when will you feel good enough? I will never be good enough. You can never be good enough because I've already sinned. As long as I know that God loves me and I love him and I'm ready to commit, well, that's when you get baptized.
1: Exactly. That's awesome. I love how you you put that. It's about commitment and not being good enough. Because if you kept going, oh, I'm not good enough to get baptized, you're saying you're not good enough to be in a relationship with Jesus. And so it's not about being good enough. It's about being ready to commit. So, Frankie, what's your thoughts?
0: I agree with what you were saying. Yep. And when I feel as though I'm not good enough, I remember that it's about commitment and not whether I feel good enough because Jesus loves me anyway.
1: He does, and that's the beauty about the gospel, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we're never going to be good enough, but he loves us anyways Mm. and that we can commit to Jesus through that. All right, boys, here's a doozy for you. Does baptism mean that you will never sin again? If you do sin... Does that mean you need to be baptized all over again?
0: Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not? Why absolutely not?
0: Baptism does not mean that we're never going to sin again Mm. because we're made sinful, so we're going to keep on sinning no matter whether we want to or not.
1: Yeah, and it's about repenting, hey? Yeah. Knowing that, hey, I've turned my life to go, I'm going this direction and I'm following Jesus and... Me and him are working it out on how not to sin.
0: And yeah, you definitely don't need to be rebaptised because, no, you don't. like, we haven't walked away from Jesus mm-hmm. or been taught other things.
1: Yeah, and that's something that we learnt in our study today, didn't we?
0: Yeah, so we do not need to be baptised again.
1: No, not for not for sinning.
0: Because if we need to get rebaptised every time we sin, we'd be getting baptised multiple times a
1: day. Yeah, you're right. We would be. And um, yeah, we, we saw the requirements for re-baptism in, in our study today and it's not about sinning again. Um, and we want to give people hope that you know, if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, we can go to Jesus and He will forgive us. Well, at the end of each study, we have a response question because every time that we study the Word, we should always respond to what the Holy Spirit has been teaching us and today's response question is, Is it your desire to follow the example of Jesus, have a fresh start in life, and begin preparing for your baptism according to the Bible? For me, I answer yes, because that's something that I have already done. What about you guys?
0: Yeah, same with me, because I've also already done it. Yep. And I've done it too.
1: You've done it too. That's awesome, guys. Now, we give that question to you guys out there listening. You know, if you're in that valley of decision, whether or not you should get baptized or you are in the process of getting baptized, I pray that you continue to follow Jesus' lead and to follow him wherever he goes. I just want to thank Tyler and Frankie for joining us in the studio today. You guys had a good, good day today?
0: It's been a great time in
1: here. It has been a great time.
0: Yeah, I've really enjoyed my time here today.
1: Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for spending some time in the Word. And thank you to all our listeners out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for listening in. Um, As we close off our study today, uh, let's just have a word of prayer. Dear
0: Jesus, um, thank you for the study that we could do today. And can you please help all of us to understand it and for anyone out there that hasn't been baptized to get baptized. And yeah, just thank you for the study. In your name, amen. Amen. It has come time in the show to give you the code word for today's free offer. Today we have a book titled Following Jesus. This book is about disciple making and movement building. It also shows that you are invited, called and commissioned by Jesus. Go deep with these 50 studies on the ministry of Jesus. Discover the progression of his disciple making and hear again the voice who still calls people to follow me. As part of a movement that continues to change lives and our world, if you are preparing to be baptised, just been baptised, if you just want to know more about the ministry of Jesus or if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, then this book is for you. If you would like this book, then you need the code, hashtag TE32. Text that code to 048880831. That is 048880831. And our Faith FM bot will take down your details and we will get this book to you as soon as we can. We only have five to give away, so text in now. The code again is hashtag TE32. Text that code to O four triple eight eight oh eight three one to get your free copy of the book following Jesus.
1: Our next study is called The Judgment. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So all humans will face the judgment. But what is the purpose of the judgment? Where and when will it take place? And on what basis will we be judged? Join us next week as we discover what the Bible says about the judgment.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray. Ask God for clarity and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless and we will catch you next time.